season's greetings. It's the first Friday in December. Carl, and are you feeling festive? Last week was weird because it was the weird week before. It was after Thanksgiving, but it wasn't even December. And it was just weird. I'm glad we're in December finally. Everything's just like happening now. Also, I feel like December is like the natural garage door arm on you really need to throw those leftovers away. (laughs) No one's going to eat them. It's done. Clean your fridge. Yes. We'll talk to our guests, Christina Rios and Lisa Rosenstock. You just heard them from the production of Jerry's Girls at the New Jewish Theater. Next, we'll throw in a little Wakanda Forever around minute 40. We'll talk Violent Night around minute 48. Wendell and Wild. Around minute 50, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Around minute 52, Pat Maroon is trending on Twitter. Around minute 58, Devotion. Around one hour, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Around one hour and one minute, The Inspection. And around one hour and five minutes, The Swimmers. Well, good morning, Christina Rios. Good morning. And we know you are a returning guest, but we have a new guest today, Lisa Rosenstein. So how are you, Lisa? I'm great. Thank you. Yes, this is fun and exciting. Thank you for inviting me. Well, and you look are how most... clean Lisa's house is. Yeah, you well... are most welcome. <laughs> um, those two uh, fine, talented women are in Jerry's Girls at the New Jewish Theater starting. Oh, you guys opened. We, we opened did. yesterday. Oh, my goodness. So this is right <laughs> after opening night. So... Fill us in. Tell us all about it. How was the cast party? It was amazing. (laughs) Uh, It was amazing. Rebecca is uh, like a gem jewel of a human being. Um, The new uh, director? uh, The The new um, artistic director? Yes, the new artistic director, uh, who also looks amazing in jewel tone. Lovely dress. Gorgeous, gorgeous. uh, I I want to raid her closet. Um, but she uh, she treated us to champagne and cupcakes and even got dairy-free ones that tasted like the most posh things I've had in a long time. So I felt very fancy. It was, very, it was a it fancy was, time. It was really lovely because it was just the cast and the crew mm-hmm. who are also amazing. They're, everything there has been very. wonderful. I, I can't say enough good things about the experience with New Jewish Theater. But it was kind of nice because... We are rehearsing so much when we're together. There's not a lot of downtime to just sit and chit chat and talk. And we are on stage going constantly too. We're not sitting back in the dressing room during, you know, oh, Mm-mm, I'm not singing no. this song. You're getting ready for the next thing. So I just really enjoyed that. Like, I was like, wow, we're getting to actually just talk to each other. <laughs> that was really nice because Lisa and I have known each other for what, like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and time we've really gotten to talk this entire time was maybe last night right a couple ago um there's no there's not a lot of downtime there's no snacking happening (laughs) well this one is a review isn't it it's it's jerry herman and if Mm -hmm. you're not familiar with jerry herman he wrote mame hello dolly and Mm -hmm. dear world mac and mabel Mm -hmm. um yep I think he started his career writing a review too. So like they talk about that in one of the songs that it's that then he used it again later on in um, Maine. But 
Yeah, it's a musical review. He had a really strong relationship with his mother. His characters were often strong women. And Ellen Isom, who is the director choreographer, who's incredible. Um, she saw that as his legacy and <clears throat> her vision wanted to be the same thing, which she says in her director's oh. notes in the program mm -hmm. that she wants it to celebrate women. And it's fast paced. The songs just go boom, boom, boom. Um, I think we've got a, a good group of five women um, I'm the oldest by far. And your oh, daughter's in, your daughter's Not in by this. Far. I was going to say your daughter's in this too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's myself, Christina. And then, um, we've got three, my daughter, Greta Rosenstock, and then Molly Burris and Kelsey Beerman. Um, they're more kind of in the same age, but it's, I think it's a nice mix vocally and just personality wise mm -hmm. and where we are in our lives wise and everything. I, yeah, we I all saw. sound wildly different. We have wildly different vocal uh, tones, and um, and and it, it's beautiful because you get to hear all these different colors and all these different just shapes and and roundness. And then the music really lends itself to a lot of us are going way out of our comfort zone um, in terms of where we're like used to, like the fa where we're used to singing. And it's just it's so nice to hear this rich warm very womanly um for lack of a better term and i'm sure there are better ones um sound from all these different women in all these different places and then we have these moments where we sing together um i'm thinking at the end when we're at hallelujah you know like when we do it and then you're like oh my gosh it sounds like sounds like a human like one human i know, I know. which is wild I, it is interesting <laughs> how well we blend i have marveled at that <laughs> at well it's very rare to have just women in the show right it's, it's pretty amazing quite... it's a very, very safe safe um loving nurturing environment too i think because it is so almost completely single sex uh yeah what wasn't it written that way though yes yes okay. it was it was primarily kind of, I think, written. Well, I think, like I said, he, I read a little bit about him. He did reviews. Like he enjoyed writing and doing reviews. And then after he'd had his hits and some flops, mm -hmm. <laughs> he, um, he did this review and he, it was kind of a vehicle for his Jerry's girls. It mm -hmm. was for his, the Cheetah women Rivera, who played the lead uh, in his mm -hmm. show. Um, Carol, Carol Channing and yeah, Cheetah Rivera and Leslie Uggams. Leslie yeah. Uggams. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Andrea McArdle, Mike. My first true Broadway love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's so, do you get to sing together? Like, is the best of times a group number? Yes. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of, of together numbers and, mm -hmm. and a lot of nice features. They split it up, I think, pretty well and just, yeah. There's very little dialogue. The thing oh, that yeah. surprised me last night, which I don't know if it surprised you, Christina, but it's the audience was laughing. I mean, it's a musical review, but there's humor in it. And I mm -hmm. think a lot of that we owed to Ellen because yes. she knew how to stage and block these songs and like, and then make, make them humorous, which I don't think you get if you're listening to the soundtrack of this. Cause I obviously listen to the soundtrack too. Right. Um, I agree. But the staging, I mean, it's just, it's cute. She's done a lot. Of, I was very happy to see the audience react that way. I'm like, Ellen's, I mean, Ellen's brilliant and, and everybody has known it, you know, for forever. 
she's an amazing choreographer and she's an amazing director. Um, but uh, like, I'd like to piggyback off of what Lisa said. I think what makes her such a, just a joy and like an honor to work with is that of course it's always the director's job to see, you know, the forest and the trees um, kind of deal, but she understands on such a um, um, minutia-esque level, the emotions that people in the house are going to be going through while they're watching and can adjust the the staging and the, the the scene and the idea and the complexity of the song based on that she can like anticipate it and it's just it's an amazing she's an amazing human um i hope i hope everybody gets to work with her because she just she brings out the best in everybody because yeah. she's just so open and empathetic and caring and listening and hilarious um and then she moves and you're like well I know. You move like water. Like I move like a two by four. You know what I mean? There's been many times when she'll do something and I'll be like, mm, I like she just literally walks. She walks to give us a direction. I'm like, wow, that's great. She floats. She's a floater. Like when she walks, she just kind of like appears in places where I just like try not to fall off of like the next level around me. Um, so I do think she's taught me a little bit more how to be a lady, which is nice. Well, and Colin, oh, oh, I was going to say to Carl, she is Ellen Isom and she's known as a choreographer, but doesn't she teach at a local high school? Oh, or yeah, she teaches at Webster, you, oh, Webster. She teaches at Webster. College level, Lynn. Come on. Yeah. Well, she might have directed some things like at, uh, you know, for the younger kid when her kids well she's at webster nearing is right there yeah she, she has yeah. she has taught at a high school but i don't mm -hmm. know if she still is and i'm not sure which one but you're yeah you're not yeah yeah and then her daughter played annie if you're going to do an annie reference carl to andrea <laughs> mcgardle her daughter was annie at the muni I right. love her. I love abigail so much yeah. well speak speaking of ladies you have all these iconic women's parts in all these plays you have hello dolly you have mame but you also have two gay men in the kaja foe hmm. um how's that going uh it's very clear they're written for tenors right <laughs> <laughs> i will say that um I well, Molly sings the one main song that would be mm -hmm. normally sung by a male, um, and and she blows it out of the park. She's incredible. I will so, yeah. Ellen said when we first started this that yes, these are these characters, and we are honoring these characters in this music and women, but these are also our stories. So mm -hmm. I feel like Molly does a really good job with that with that song. It means a lot to her. The song mm -hmm. has special meaning for her, and. Um, I think it's incredible. Yeah, I watched her My husband said so too. He's like, wow, I couldn't like, he he, he said that's a favorite version he's seen of that song. So oh, nice. Because she just like, yeah, she's good. I watch from the wings every night and cry. Um, She's just, I, I do think that that's, oh, that was my, not my concern or my fear, but um, just going like, I don't sound like any of these famous women, um, you know, and I talk up here, you know, most of the time when I'm not uh, super tired. Um, so I wasn't really sure where my, my place was. And it was really nice to hear from Ellen early on that she didn't want anybody to sound like anybody. And this wasn't, 
necessarily this in this moment from Mame. This is Mame singing this, or in this moment that it really was like, what does it mean to you um, before the parade passes by? Like, what does it mean to you to think you know, just kiss her now have to be about a, a romantic relationship, or can it be about you know recognizing that you know you know that childhood is fleeting and uh, and you gotta like you gotta hold them now because they they go away so quickly. Yes, they do, well, and yours probably have grown. No, so, I was so- like, <laughs> every time we do it, I'm like, and I didn't understand at all because you know I'm dead. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and she was like, you know, and in the song, it's really pretty. And Lisa and I get to sing it together, which is just a delight because I love Lisa Rosenstock and I can't say enough nice things about her and I'll talk about her in front of her. That's how proud of her I am. (laughs) Um, that we were, you know, we had sung it and we were always like, okay, well that felt good. And it's always good to sing with you. Um, and Ellen said, you know, she, she gave us her direction and her vision. And I was like, I thought maybe we were doing kind of like two women because you know because we're the the two the two senior cast members in, in life uh that you know maybe we're kind of offering advice to people about love um and really got to the core of it we're like well we're, i think we're i think we're talking about our daughters man um and once uh once that box was really opened for me it's very difficult not to just immediately go like <laughs> seriously guys like you gotta kiss her now because then they moved to florida yeah, like. right. Okay. Well, and it's a musical review, so we must talk about Cullen. Who oh, we is, have to. He is the music director. He is young, just out of Webster, um, but he's incredible. And I've, I've, I've just sit there backstage. I'm like, it's worth it just to come here and play the piano for one thing. It's amazing. But he's been lovely and he's creative. I, I've worked with a lot of musical directors and a lot of professional music directors who are senior and have worked with amazing people. But yet I'm I was pretty impressed and amazed by his just his creativity sometimes with our harmonies and with the dynamic and his he's not gonna let you off. <laughs> no There's one part in mind, it's like like okay, I'll get it. I'll get it. I promise I'll get it. But he's got a great ear and he, he keeps us honest and he works as hard. I'm really impressed with him. And he's just like, well, what's, what's his last name? Kurt, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Cullen. Yes. C-U-L-L-E-N. It's not Cullen. Oh, Cullen. Cullen. Like, like the vampire family. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say it. First name he never hears that. I, well, was, I was thinking yeah. it in the noodle. I wasn't going to say it. I know people who have named their children Cullen. Yeah. Because yeah. They, you know, they they're like, like the team Ed, they're team Edward. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not unusual. I've never read any of those or know anything about it, except that um apparently they sparkle. And I that's enough for me to be like, love it. Two thumbs they up. They sparkle <laughs> and they love to play baseball during rainstorms because their hits are so strong people think it's thunder. I have read it, but I didn't make that connection. I I read it when I had daughters who were so into it because, you know, vampire. sparkly baseball. Maybe this vampire. book series has everything. <laughs> I, I broke up off. with it. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Lynn. I no, broke up with ahead. it after I broke up with it after New Moon. I didn't even stick around for Breaking Dawn. Oh, I, I read them all. Um, 
I uh, was laid off my uh, managing editor job in the fall of 2008 because the economy tanked. Mm. Thank you, Enron. Today's the day that Enron filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought, what is this twilight everybody's reading? I think I'll read it because I have time on my hands. And I could not put it down because I'm a girl. Mm. I just think girls... You know, and it was so novel. And then I read all of them. And I remember my son coming home from college for Thanksgiving because I think I had Eclipse on the on the coffee table. And he goes, is that a Twilight book? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I will say, as far as a film, Twilight, the first one, is such a good high school movie. It's just like how, and I then there are four more. Oh. But the last two I did not like; <clears throat> they were totally bloated. They took that book and they made it into two movies, and then it was just, it was just creepy. But in its day, it had uh, quite the following. It and won every single MTV Movie Award every year that it was nominated. Yes, and then, uh, but the one that stands the test of time, I think, is the first one. Because it, it is a really good, if you're going to talk about high school musicals. But in this one, are there this any is, young... It's not a musical? Oh, yeah. no, Lynn. Don't give anybody no. an idea. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh there you go. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be hard. Dear to... Samuel French. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, yeah. I guarantee Stephanie Meyer has probably already thought of it. Oh, I'm sure somebody <laughs> has. Because they have that fan fiction jazz. Well, yes, you know. which, which gave us uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, by the way. Thank you. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've also I, never I got read that. Th oh, I got like 38 pages into this and I just talked. And then she, was, then she had to take a nap. <laughs> no, I was like, what the hell is this? Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, it's filthy. No, yeah. Well, no, I got I got 59 pages into Hunger Games. You just and I said, was like... Uh, Hunger oh, Games, Nancy, I love Hunger. Hunger Games is great because Katniss, she's a horrible, unreliable narrator. Katniss I is know. an idiot. Well, that's I love I, it. That's what I love, though. I, I love an unreliable. Man, we love it when it's Holden Caulfield, but we hate it when it's a girl that can rock a French braid. No, you know no, what no, I mean? No, no, no. Oh, Holden flames. Caulfield's like an the idiot movies. as well. Flames. I like the movies, <laughs> but um, so speaking of women with gumption, and we were back to this. Oh, Segway. Are there any? Because he wrote for mature women. <clears throat> are there any young women songs like Yearning or I'm I'm drawing a blank because all I can think about is Angela Lansbury singing Mame and uh uh Carol Channing singing before the Hello, parade Dolly. passes by, you know. And so are there any like young is is the one girl in oh, Dolly yeah. Irene? Is she does she get to sing? You know, um, there, there's um uh the elegance. Oh, Wally song that Kelsey elegance. sings. Elegance. Oh, what? Song? The Wally song. Wait, is she, um. Oh, uh, put on your Sunday clothes. It only it only takes a moment. Yeah, it only takes a moment. He okay. sings it only takes elegance. Um, See, Mac kids. and Mabel. Mac and Mabel see. seems like the songs are younger. I don't know mm -hmm. the plot. Mac and Mabel. Show tune, show tune feels feels younger. No, it's just, a day feels younger. Well, yeah, Bernadette so Peters won a Tony, I believe, for Mac mm -hmm. and Mabel, right? And I wasn't that Robert did. Preston? Mm -hmm. 
And that's a weird one because it's about Max Sennett and some actress named Mabel that I can't remember her last name. Uh, right, so that, those songs are young, and well, there's another bye bye. There's a lot of songs that seem young. Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, the, the younger, yeah. But, but you're right. His big iconic songs that you know that we all think of. They're those. Some of them are from. They're Dolly and Maine. Yeah, I would. I would say because Dolly, we all remember from the old days, all the iconic women that played it. But then Bette Midler just played it a couple years ago. And you know, knocked it out of the park. So I'm just trying to think. But Maine was always uh, so, oh, who gets to do Booze and Buddies? Who gets to do that? Greta and myself, Booze and Buddies, mother so, and daughter. Yeah, mm -hmm. So it's very fun. We stand there backstage right beforehand, and we're like, okay, let's go have fun. <laughs> so it's um yeah we were it was funny she we we didn't know when we auditioned all of us and then we had our callback we didn't know what songs we were just auditioning for an ensemble thing and honestly yeah. I didn't feel like they really knew my voice what you know I sang this little thing 36 bars for my regular audition that I sent in and then I came to the callback and sang a little bit of Sunday clothes and picked a part I wanted to sing which I don't know why I picked that part for the harmony. It wasn't really where I sit, but I picked it because I didn't want to sing the same thing Greta was singing. And the other one seemed easy and I didn't want to do that one. So suddenly I'm singing low alto, but it's okay. It's been good for me. Um, but yeah, I've never heard Lisa as low as she does in the show. Yeah. She's got an amazing range. Amazing. Not many people have. But so Greta, when we got the list of songs, um, I hadn't looked at it yet. And Greta just happened to be coming here after work. And she's like, the list is here. And I'm like, what? And we opened it up and we're looking at the song. She goes, we're doing bosom bodies, mom. <laughs> so it was cute. We well, excited. you'll have that. Hopefully somebody in your family will tape it because then you can show it at family reunions. On a loop. Great. Yeah. Well, It'll just let's play in the background. Let's talk about the show. It's Thursday, ticking off the Sabbath, and then Saturday and Sunday. So Thursday nights at 7.30, Saturdays, two shows, four and eight, and then Sundays, a matinee at two. Yes. And that goes between now and Hanukkah. Actually, Hanukkah's the 19th, and the last show is on the 18th. On the, the 18th. first night of Hanukkah, you are yep. right. right. Oh, Hanukkah's late this year. There's one. I think I want to say something about the theater too, because I've been a long time person who's gone to the new Jewish theater. And one thing that always amazes me, I think our set is beautiful. Who did the set? I do. Who did gorgeous? Who did the set? Who did the set? Oh, look, I got that. I'm going to the. Did the specs? Oh, it's Cameron. Tessin was the scenic designer. Does that sound right? That's I'm going to the email right now. Um, oh, I love that space. I know it's a great space. And every time you walk in, I, one of my daughters, she likes when we travel because she's always excited to see the hotel room, you know? <laughs> and I feel like that with New Jewish Theater. I walk in, I never get, I never know how it's going to be arranged. Like, are there going to be seats here? Are they going to be here? Mm. Gonna, and, and I think they did a really nice job with this, making it really intimate. It's a big, big show, but it's on this intimate little stage. And I, I just think that's perfect for what we're trying to convey. Um, and the oh, parking's yeah. easy. I mean, it's easier. And all, all this is one thing too. All my friends keep saying because seats are not assigned. 
oh, do I have to get there early? Am I going to get a good seat? All the seats are good. All the seats are good. They're, they're they are. Up. They are. They're all good. Yeah. It's a yes. great space. And the bathrooms are quite lovely. <laughs> and you know, I love an individual door. I love yes. an individual oh, door. Yes. <laughs> you don't know who's in there, but you don't it's, know who's it's in very there. fancy. It's a but surprise. It, and it smells nice, too, when you walk in. <laughs> it does. And <laughs> here's my, this is like, you know, because I'm socially acceptably weird. This is my, like, very, like, very Christina way of rating places. The paper towels are single <laughs> need paper. I like lost my mind the first time I used a paper she towel. Did. I was like, everybody be quiet. I only had to use one to They're dry. It is not a multiple towel pull. One is thick enough. She did. The first time she came out, she's like, <laughs> you guys, you guys, you got to get a paper towel. Yes. And the chairs are lovely if you have time to mm -hmm. them. I have seen them have the most giant productions like Grey Gardens. Still oh, yeah. one of the best things I've seen in the last 10 years. And yeah. then I've seen them do the two uh, the two uh, men type plays like Bobby Miller and mm -hmm. Jerry Vogel together <laughs> in a little space. I've seen that. Speaking of the Thursday night shows... <laughs> The first time I went to New Jewish on a Thursday night, I was not aware it started at 7.30 because the oh, no. other ones all start at 8. eight. So I eight. showed up and it was it was one, that thing with Bobby Miller and Jerry Vogel talking oh, no. for like two hours. And I was like, oh, what is going on? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, but. You you know, I was You'll like, miss a chunk that way. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with the drama, but you know, it's easier mm -hmm. with the, you know, music. But yeah, just FYI people, Thursday night is 7.30. And now they have two shows on Saturday. And mm -hmm. I was, you know, this is a very intense time for theater in St. Louis. And I okay. was even toying with in my insanity of going to Saturday New Jewish at four and then Stray Dog at eight. But Stray Dog sold out, so I gotta get there early. And then I was thinking, and well, we sold out. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so I'm not coming till later in the run because just of the world schedule I have. And so yeah. But I know it'll be good. And I was glad I thought, well, at least we're going to talk to you guys today. So you know, because yes. <laughs> you got to make time and, and they are sold out for a couple of things. And so is Stray Dog, too. So mm -hmm. we'll get to we'll get to that. But there are like seven shows going on right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's a busy yeah, time, but it's nice yeah. to be back. Yeah, so you well, want to go good. to jccstl.com and right. you can find out times and dates, even though we just told you what they were. And, and go to their they, Facebook page because they're also doing a lot of little extra ooh. things. They've got a free babysitting night. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Then they've got a 40s and schmooze and booze thing one night. So they're doing mm -hmm. some fun, creative little mixers or whatever. So go check that out too, which is, I don't know what their Facebook page maybe. I yeah, should on, um, on December 10th, the 4 p.m. show, I have to say, like as a working uh, parent of smaller humans, uh, it's amazing because they're doing uh, babysitting 
they're going to do Hanukkah bingo, family, family friendly game of Hanukkah bingo while the show is going on. So you can drop off your kids. Um, they're going to play, they get snacks, all of that. And then you get to see a show and then you pick them up and that's, you know, the 4 p.m. show, babysitting's done by six. You still have your whole evening together. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, of course, I would love to come and support you, but it costs a lot of money to leave the house yes. when there are um, other humans <laughs> that live here. Uh, and so I, that was, I was blown away. I immediately took a screenshot and sent it to like 38 people and sent it to my <laughs> husband. And I was like, look, 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 this is what I've been asking for, for like the last 15 years in theater is I don't think we recognize that the cost of just leaving your house. It's not when somebody's like, I've got comps. That's amazing. And I'm always appreciative, but it's still going to cost always me a hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Free is not always free. Like right. free, free is just less expensive than it was before. Um, but I thought that's an amazing deal. I'm sure that one's going to sell out um, again, real fast. Cause if that was me, I'd be like, pound. Yeah, I was like, oh, I would have done that so much, but a million percent. We also didn't talk about costumes, which so we have oh. to talk about Michelle Friedman Siller and just say that she was wonderful too. And she, I, I, I stand back one point and I was watching and I was looking. I'm like, okay, the costume and the set people really talked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, a, you know, I mean, it, it's beautiful and it, it's, it's complimentary. She, it's complimentary, and she talked to each of us. And like she said, what are you comfortable in? The first time I saw her, because I'm going to make a look for you. I want to know what, what are you comfortable in? So she made sure we felt good and we could move and wanted us to be glitzy. And, and so my, ent yeah, my entire professional career credit. ever, that's ever a tough job. <laughs> I was looking back at a, a picture that when she costumed me in like 2007 and the way that I smile in the clothes that she puts me in just in my like backstage selfies is so different um than how I hold myself in real life she has the ability to look at not only of course the entire picture and the idea for the show but she looks individually at us I think in ways that we don't necessarily see ourselves and I think that's what an amazing um that's what an amazing uh costume designer does um and sees all of your your positive aspects and sees you as like an entire thing, as opposed to all of the insecurities that we carry around with ourselves. Um, and I was like, Ooh, that feels like it's above the knee. Um, <laughs> but I feel, Ooh. I feel gorgeous out there. Um, I feel beautiful. Everything she's ever put me in. I just feel, I just feel beautiful. And then the night before we opened, um, because I'm super graceful, I, uh, I fell down some stairs, um, and broke my skew. Oh. And it's my favorite pair of shoes like that, that anyone I think has ever put me in. And I was so contrite. I just felt terrible. And I was like, maybe I can sew it. And literally the next day, Lisa, what was at my spot? Oh, brand new shoes. The exact brand same brand new shoes. Like, how did she get those? That How did she do that? <laughs> like, she's a, she's like a, she's a, a ninja. A I ninja. I could, I said, I'll, I'll do anything. She's a I'll mensch. Yeah, she she's is amazing. amazing. She definitely meant she. She was. She does. She does great work, and it's always yeah. so distinctive. Yep, and MJ and keep that that ship running so tight. Like I said, there's just there's so many brilliant humans who also happen to be female identifying 
working in the same space together, collaborating to create this really amazing, like, like um, female identifying forward piece of lovely art and music for an evening that it's, I think it's very difficult. I think it would be very difficult to come and experience the show and leave feeling anything other than just um, refreshed and revitalized and, and, and happy. Like, it's just, it's so nice. It's so nice. It's refreshing. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I look forward to it. And I think it's going to be a very nice touch for the season when people want to be together. And especially after the pandemic, people want to do things together. Right. So celebrate life and relationships. And you're right. Yeah. So KCCSTL.com. It's an easy drive, but you got to, mm-hmm. you got to, you know, you never know about that one highway. So <laughs> save, save time. I mean, you know, just give extra time. <laughs> And just enjoy because yeah, you know, escapism and also <laughs> women with gumption. It's always good. And I don't know if that it's something that we necessarily see as a group thing. You know what I mean, Lisa? I think a lot of times there's those pieces that we go to see and there's one standout um, role written for a very um, assertive goal oriented. I mean, these are all, attributes we typically ascribe to to masculinity right you know like driven goal-oriented assertiveness all these things um and there's usually like one really strong female identifying character sometimes two um and frequently they're pitched against each other yes you know or or they're in the same family and they have friction um and it's so nice just to have all of us up there and you know and five of you (laughs) yeah five of us and abby comes and you know and does our hair and and Emily and MJ keep the the ship just like sailing super smoothly and Ellen's vision is, shines and the set is breathtaking and we all feel beautiful. And it's like, and it's also a celebration of the fact that all of these things exist in everyone. You know, like it's not, you don't have to wait until the, the third act when somebody realizes mm-hmm. they're worth to have a big number. Like you're going to get it right mm-hmm. from the get-go. Uh-huh. And Array they're tap dancing. And they're very cute. When we're in rehearsals and the old lady made a mistake, like a very big blooper, they would the, they would just laugh at me. They would come in and <laughs> going, oh my gosh. Especially like, I would expect my daughter to go, mom, hold it together. She would come up and say, you are so funny. And they're all giggling and they're all oh my just gosh. having fun. And and yeah, it's it's cute. And we're all supporting each other. Everybody's got something that that's a challenge for them. That's mm-hmm. like an outer comfort zone and whatever. And Everybody very supports each other and goes, you got it. You can do it. You're amazing. So it's, it's great. We do get the church giggles. Um, <laughs> like we, right. We're like one, we just have to be like, I can't look at you. Yeah. And there's an adorable tap number that the three girls do. It's and I'm amazing. back there very quickly. I think one of my most stressful moments is trying to help Kelsey get her tap shoes on. I'm literally back there. Oh my gosh, I can't get that in there. I got to get that in there. So, um, but, and she's adorable. And there's no ego. Um, and this, like, we're very, I I don't, we've never had like a, a, an, a, a tough talk or anything about how we're all in this together. We, I think we just all, we just all knew from the get go. And we're all like, 
you give me this and I'll take this and then you get that there and then that gets you on for your entrance and everybody step out of the way because Lisa's got to make this whole crust but we don't even we don't really talk about it it's just kind of um we're just kind of synced up right well that's good to hear because you know it can be it can be intense so everybody's acting professional yeah Yeah. the show is Jerry's girls Jerry's well, girl. Jerry's girl. Well, I'll, 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 I don't want to call you ladies. So, Christina. They're and Jerry's Lisa. girls. Didn't you just hear them? <laughs> I know, but it says girls. So, yeah, I've women. been a girl for a while. <laughs> I know. JCCSTL.com. You find out the Jewish Community Center, the new Jewish theater, everyone. Yes. And you'll have their a, 25th yeah. season, by the way. <laughs> well, time. Yeah. And they got a good one coming up next. Yeah. So that's good. So I'm glad they got some new people and, and new ideas and some new people. So it'll be fun. Well, thank you so much. And it, I hope you can all stay safe and comfortable and uh, healthy. Enjoy healthy. the season. Yes, healthy. That's I know. Yeah. Healthy, the season. So, yeah. So good luck. And uh, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for being with us today. This was great. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Thank you so much. It's, I Thank feel sparkly and I'm in a, you know, not so. Yeah. <laughs> she feels sparkly. She's not, but she feels that way. Maybe you're a vampire then. <laughs> From talking with Christina Rios and uh, Lisa Rosenstein. And uh, yes, break a leg. You just still break I already a leg. broke a shoe. I think we can break I a think shoe. We can you were trying Thank to break you. a leg and you broke a shoe. I know. I can't even do that. You two are such a delight. Perfect. Lisa's amazing. Isn't she gorgeous, everybody? She's so gorgeous. I love Lisa Rose. This early in the morning, yeah. Yes. I know. She came on and I was like, why do you look like a human, Lisa? I thought we talked about this. Because I still have curls from last night. Well, and she's very organized. (laughs) She is on the AFL board with me, Carl, so I know. She's our treasurer. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know you, uh, yes, but you have to understand when they asked me to be treasurer, here's what my husband said. Oh, them asking you to be treasurer is like asking me to be a costumer. What? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. But I took it on because I, I am organized. I am. So I thought this will be good for me. I will learn this. And I have my husband to ask questions to when I need help. And Mary's been great helping me do it. So it's been good for me. But yeah. Not my not my normal wheelhouse being a treasurer. Well, it's sometimes good to get out of your comfort zone. Yep. So yeah. Thank you very much. Well, this was great. Yeah. Thank you for having All me. Right. And well, course, thank you. Thank you for being with us. And I'm sure you've had no time for movies, but if you have, you can you can chime in. Carl, what have you seen? Oh, Carl saw Violent Night. Everybody saw... should see Wakanda Forever. Everybody. Everybody should saw see it. Wakanda Forever. We you saw see it 15 saw times. Saw it a month ago. Me too. Forever. Angela Bass is gonna be one of my votes. Oh my gosh. She's that whole, like there were so many times just sitting in the theater that I was like, I wish, I wish I, I was in a position where I could just take notes and I could just like annotate so many aspects of these performances because, oh my, it's just a masterclass in so many exceptional areas of filmmaking. And I feel like as a person of color and as someone who, who you know is is let's say closely aligned with with one of the civilizations? Um, I don't even know that it has anything to do with that, you know. Like, and is is 
important as as that representation is for me and for my family and the fact that Kugler put that entire civilization in there when honestly he didn't have to like that's just that's just like getting to the the top of a of a mountain and and using both hands to pull people up which is just awe inspiring and moving in itself but my goodness the cinematography the music always the scoring constantly the soundtrack amazing the performances are just heart-wrenching and nuanced and just you know when you're watching something I, I can't believe i don't know how to explain to people it's not a superhero movie like you that's it's a very important well for a lot of people black film. panther wasn't a superhero movie either. right right exactly and i feel the exact same way about black panther that was i saw it like six times in the theater when i was in paris with my teenager i was like we're going to see black panther in paris like <laughs> we went to see the french black that panther. was fun it was yeah um, well ruth carter might be on her way to a second oscar so those costumes are unbelievable. Speaking oh my of. god. Mind blown. Well, uh Violent Night is not like that at all. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie, but it's a Christmas movie where Santa beats the crap out of a whole bunch of mercenaries. Not just yes. beats the crap out of, kills them. Yes. Because That's what I hear. He, because he is uh He's doing his rounds and Santa's kind of jaded nowadays. He's David Harbour from Stranger Things. And this is his uh, second Russian role in a year because he was Russian in uh, uh, Black Widow also. But he's not he this Santa this. There are many versions of the Santa Claus story and his version takes place. Uh, uh, his origin story is 2000 years ago in the the Russian version of Santa Claus and how he is atoning for his past sins, but he has to remember his past life to take care of these mercenaries who are breaking into Beverly D'Angelo's house because she is like a, as Clark is gone. <laughs> yes. Clark, Clark has gone off with rusty for the holidays. The but, holidays. Oh, but no, this is not, this is not Beverly Beverly D'Angelo from Vacation because she is a foul mouth, no. awful, awful human being like a Rupert Murdoch or a secession type of power broker. No. And, oh, oh I kind of love that, though. Oh, yeah. She's playing very against type, but she's she's just chewing up scenery the whole time. Mm. And she has two kids who just grovel and suck up to her uh one of them is uh played by Edie Patterson who was in Knives Out and mm -hmm. she just sucks she was she uh she played the uh she was in Vice Principals with Danny McBride and she's uh Judy Gemstone in Righteous Gemstones so oh okay so she's awful and then I guess the person you're supposed to like the most I guess is Alex Hassel and he is an English actor and he has uh, a wife, Alexis Louder, and she was in the Tomorrow War. And they have a lovely oh, okay. little little girl uh, played by Leah Brady, who is Gertrude Trudy. They call her Trudy because Gertrude is her grandmother's name. So mm. and so Beverly D'Angelo is Gertrude and they all call her Mrs. Lightstone or mom. 
And so Trudy is this little girl and Santa Claus is doing his rounds on Christmas Eve. And you find out in the very first scene that Santa's jaded. He doesn't know if he wants to do this anymore. He's half drunk. There is a very funny scene at the beginning of the film. If you do not like this scene at the beginning of the film, which involves vomit and drinking and just a little bit of disgusting and some people don't care for that if you don't like that scene you ain't gonna like the rest of the movie yeah. because That's your litmus test <laughs> yes if if you're if you can invest in the first five minutes and you're okay with it i think you'll be all right with the rest of the movie because i enjoyed it very much santa beats the crap out of these mercenaries led by john leguizamo and they all have names like scrooge and gingerbread and frosty they don't use their real names but that's how santa knows because he's santa and he knows everything that they've been since they were kids and he's got his naughty and nice list there is an amazing scene okay even our buddy max foise who hated this movie said there is one fantastic scene because trudy has just watched home alone the night before and she's she tells santa I think I can take care of these guys if they come looking for me. I'll set some booby traps. And that is one of the most hilarious scenes in the film because, as we all know, as we watched Mythbusters, they have proven if you do the things that they do in Home Alone, You'll you could some. die. Yes. And young Trudy, I will, spoiler alert, she kills at least one and a half people with her <laughs> booby traps. I like the half. Well, because Santa half, takes yeah. Santa, Santa takes care of the other half. That alone makes me have to see it. Oh, okay. The half. Yes. John Leguizamo <laughs> is like hands down one of the biggest reasons that I am an actor. So I will basically go to see him and support him and absolutely anything that he does ever for the rest of his career and his life and anything. We don't this... talk about Bruno. <laughs> this movie. Nay, nay, I say is not for everyone. Do not take your children to see this. Honey, let's take let's take little Timmy to go see Violent Night. No, do not do this. Honestly, the first five minutes will tell you if you need to get up and walk out. I had fun. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's it's Santa Claus beating up mercenaries and killing them. Not it's just alternative not just being... It's alternative programming. Alternative, but alternative to what? What do you? What were? You, oh, you know what? This is not your. This Hallmark is no channel. one's. This is mm. no one's second choice. No one's yeah, gonna but, like. Oh darn! Uh, uh, Strange World is sold out. I'm gonna go take the kids to Violent <laughs> Night. Do not, do not do that. That's not what this is. This movie, you either you have to make a conscious decision to see this movie. You're not gonna see this movie by accident. You have to know what you're getting into. And if you don't, and if this is not your cup of tea, you'll know right away. Well, I'm talking about this, the sweet holiday movies, Carl, like oh, the Hallmark oh. Channel. Oh, well, and they the don't romance. They don't kiss to the last five minutes. So it's very much like a Hallmark Channel. Okay. So is this in the vein of a bad Santa? Now, see, uh, OK, this is where I got it. One? This is uh, yeah, the, more like the Mel Gibson one, because I think mm. he was really Santa. And this is where Max got upset. I because I said, "Well, you like bad Santa," and he said, "Yes, because that Santa is not really Santa. This ah. this is Santa, and Santa kills people with a sledgehammer." 
Well, he's been to the upside down. I mean, he's seen some things that have changed him. For and for where did he go from the upside down? He went to Russia again. He so went to Russia three mm-hmm. times. David Harbor's been to Russia this year. Oh, mm. okay. But there are some really gory deaths and a lot of blood. It, it's by the guys who brought you John Wick. So it's John Wick with Santa. Oh. I wanted to say it's it's Die Hard with Santa, but it's more John Wick with Santa because. Um, Die Hard doesn't have Santa. Right. There's the Santa hat. But this is not (laughs) Die Hard with Santa because Santa actually has the upper hand a lot more than John McClane ever did. Mm. And shoes. And yes, which they that has always bothered me. That always bothers me. And I love that movie, man. In the second, third and whatever, (laughs) they never address. I, I guess his feet healed properly. Because that he doesn't have a limp, he doesn't do anything in Die Hard Two, and I love. There is an homage to Die Hard Two, and they do mention. They mention Die Hard. They mention Home Alone. They don't mention Under Siege, but they mention like Santa's going through his. They know that what you're thinking, and Santa pulls a present out. He goes, "Who wants a Die Hard DVD?" And he throws out. They make (laughs) a joke about what they're doing. They're very self aware. I enjoyed it. It's not for everyone, and it's getting mixed reviews. My mix is on the positive side. Lynn, you'll I hate it. I love Meta. I love Meta. Lynn, you'll I hate do, it. I do like Meta, but I hate those people vomiting in movies. I can't watch it like a thing. And that triangle of sadness that you we're supposed to watch. You don't see him. You don't see I'm him vomit. You just see the vomit fall on the... No. I was going to say, I think we've had this talk, Lisa. I know we've had this oh, yeah. talk. We're like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm a sympathetic... Um, no, <laughs> I got to run out of a room. No. Yeah. Oh. I'll be like, I'm so sorry. You'd be my child. And I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I'm not yeah. trying to be unsupportive, but I cannot yeah. be here. Get somebody else. <laughs> hey, we got a problem here. I'm giving it a, a tentatively positive review. So that is that is what I saw this week, Lynn. And then I watched uh, Wendell and Wild, which I guess has been out for a long time. <gasps> it's which, amazing. It's which amazing. also has Angela Bassett. And I don't know why more people. Ooh, I mean, I do because it's people of color and like don't even get me started. Um, but but I don't I don't think that's I think it's Henry Selleck and it's also it's very Leica, but it's just very so, Leica. But it's not Leica. It's Netflix. Right. But it's like Leica. It's like it's like how it's like Catholics and Episcopalians. It's like diet Leica. Um, but Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck did Coraline. So and Paranorman. So he's been in all. I love that. Paranorman. I do too. My Good. daughter and I'm like, let's talk about the school to prison pipeline. Let's talk about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let, let's let's talk about, you know, the cycle of generational trauma. Let's talk now about there how is, there is, DNA. All right, Christina, there is one thing that is unrealistic about a movie about demons. There is one thing that's unrealistic. If a trans student was going to a Catholic school, they would not keep that student at that school. At a Catholic school, they would have told the girl who is transitioning to be a boy that they would not be able to go to school there anymore at a Catholic school. That is, that is one thing that I just said, well, I know there are demons and people rising from the dead, but that that's just a bridge too far. I feel like the, the Pollyanna in me wants to say that I like to believe that that school exists Um, because uh, in a world where, where we, where they so freely and readily are ready to literally turn a school um, 
that seeks only to gain access to underserved communities so that they can directly put them into a prison. There's so much truth um, within that, that I have to believe that there's something in the writer that believed that that was possible too. And maybe it is, maybe it is. Well, but I it's, saw- it's, it's on Netflix. Did you watch it? Liz? It's so good. Uh, uh, no, I have to watch it yet, but I did see Marcel the <laughs> shell with shoes on. <laughs> and I recommend everybody in America who wants to feel good to watch it because it's one of the most imaginative and creative and strange. Now, do you I've... need to see the shorts that they, that she did beforehand? No, you do not. No, no. it covered. is. It is so imaginative and creative and Jenny Slate should get a voiceover award for everything because she's so good. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's so funny. And when 60 minutes comes to air, <laughs> Leslie stalls like mm. talking to the shell. Oh my God. It's so good. And then it's just delightful. Um, as, a high nasal vo- as a high nasal voice actor, um, female identifying actor, I want to say that like, it's so refreshing to, um, to watch all of these uh, female identifying people that, that sound a lot like me or even, <laughs> even more pronounced um, and see that they can be successful because when I was growing up, like my real speaking voice is actually much higher than this. It took me about five years working with my vocal coach to lower it to this um, because it was making my upper range super pinched. Um, and everybody said, you know, it's not marketable, but it's so nice to see success coming to like diversity and, and sound quality. And that I've there's been no- on the radio for 30 yeah. years and I sound like this. <laughs> you know, it's like- yeah, but radio people can <clears throat> sound, you know, it's it's different but no, no we used I, to play we used to play a game and we never aired it but we did like several pilot episodes to see if it would work to see i would call businesses and then they if they called me ma'am they lost <laughs> and it was every single time so they're, they're like we need somebody to call you sir or else this game won't work and so we never got it never got off the air and never got on it never got on the air because they'd always call me a girl beforehand always every single time mm. and i, I wasn't never, trying never even thought that as we're speaking like i never that's yeah i know i never did either carl that's so weird but that's um, it, it maybe it's the phone i don't know yeah, and i could. wasn't and i wasn't trying to be and i wasn't trying to talk like this to people mm. I, was, I was just talking and saying uh yeah i need you to come over and uh fix my plumbing well ma'am what time can we be there oh well every well, single time uh, well this is off uh, this is off but uh it's just Very. like the uh uh the uh well who does pat um uh, you know what, what no maroon pat maroon, pat maroon? he's the still with tampa lady? yes is he still he's with, with tampa? tampa and he's do- the the big uh weight scandal that he's yeah, doing yeah. this mm. week yes yeah in fact so. somebody at the hockey game last night over headset uh made a crack about weight i'm not gonna say who's or why but it was me and but then someone said pat maroon's gonna have to make a donation in your name because what you just said about carl oh because i thought that was funny but 
That's why it was an internal joke, and I'm not mentioning any names. Well, I will explain to Christina and Lisa. So I heard this on KTRS yesterday, and and the reason I I said that about voice, because Martin Kilcoin was on talking about this announcer, this hockey announcer in um, whatever city they were in. And I want to say Upper East Coast. I'm not sure where, though. Oh, was it Boston? I think it might have Boston, Pittsburgh, Upper East Coast, I believe. I'm it wasn't. Sure. It, it was the the opposing team's uh, announcer. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying this when you were talking about voices is because after Martin Kilcoin saw the story, um, John Carney goes, "Hey, everybody, tip your you know waitresses and and it you know, was it's just- it was Boston, Lynn. You are correct. Okay. So at the Boston Blues, no, at the Boston Tampa game. Tampa game. And Pat Maroon is from St. Louis and he used to play here. And then he got traded to Tampa and he's won three Stanley Cups. So he the won guys, one here, two there. That's right, two there. And with the Blues. He's not too shabby. He's a fan favorite. I think he might still live here in offseason. I'm not sure. But he's a little chunky. So Nick, the, his nickname is the Big Rig. So ah. he, but he's got three Stanley Cups. So, so the guy, the other announcer's like, Ooh, Pat, Pat Maroon doesn't look like he's up. Oh, he started training camp at this weight, gives his weight, and he goes, And I don't think he's missed too many pizzas since then. And he's going on about the weight. Oh, and it's like, Why are you doing this? on? you know, on the radio. So Pat Maroon found out about it and decided on Twitter, because I guess he's very active on social media. Oh no, this this was on this was on television. This was on tele oh. he's just he's just skating around and the play by play guy did this on TV. So Lynn, go ahead. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So he just they, you know his name's so, Jack Edwards, by the way. Jack oh, Edwards. That's right. And he doesn't know Pat Maroon. He's not, you know, and he's mm-hmm. just going on about his weight and so pat maroon takes to twitter and says that because of the incident the previous night he's going to donate to an organization two thousand dollars that works with people who are bullied and and weight shamed and have body image issues issues. so then all these other players got on the horn and been donating to this organization so it's turned out well but what a cheap shot well i i understand i okay i don't understand the comment but i when pat maroon won his first stanley cup was with the blues and they did beat boston so Mm. i can understand that there why there is some animosity there but i don't care because it's boston boston's awful I always say, just because you think it and your head ball doesn't mean it needs to come out of your mouth hole. Like, Especially you can on think it in your head ball. Thing. Yeah, well, you yeah. can think it in your head ball, but then they need to come out of that mouth hole. Yeah, but it was like old school uh, comedians back in the 60s, you know, like <clears throat> Jackie Green, you know, take my No, they got please. three hours to fill, Lynn. <laughs> but they've raised a lot of money, so. Yeah, so now it's called attention to uh, this and uh yeah interesting well, Lynn, we got we it's we're almost at an hour what yeah. what else did you see this week if anything 
Okay, I saw inspirational films, so I'll do a, I'll do a quickie about it. Okay, Devotion is about the first black aviator pilot in the Navy, and it's about the Korean War, but it's not really too much about the Korean War on an epic scale. It's about prejudice and segregation in America in 1950, and it is very standard formula movie, even though... Jonathan Majors is very good. And I, Jonathan I really... Majors is about to blow up. This will be the movie that right before he blows up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's amazing. He's yeah, absolutely I, I loved him in The Last Black Man in San Francisco and in The Five Bloods. He's the yeah. son. Love and, Country. Uh, and yeah, so he's done a lot. It's just he's under the radar. Like my friend um, who, who I watched him host Saturday Night Live, she goes, I don't know who this guy is. And I said, Oh, he's a really good. You actor. will. Yeah. He's breathtaking. He was in the final episode of Loki <laughs> season yes. one. And then he's going to be the main villain in the new Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Uh, and I prefer antagonists, but yes. But, well, cause it's all <laughs> about the variants. And so he was, he was a good variant in Loki and now because of <clears throat> she Loki or whoever she was the bad Loki uh now there are variants that are going to be adversarial as it were mm. isn't and he like fact, Kang or something like Kang, that Kang the Conqueror <laughs> Kang the Conqueror okay. it's All gonna right. be awesome <laughs> and then he's also going to be opposite Michael B. Jordan in the new Creed movie Creed 3 oh my because, god and, which uh, comes out on 3 3 23 i have watched that trailer so many times i, I think know, at this point it's like i know why you're here yeah because he's the friend that goes to prison yep and uh he's, he's got, got a redemption story coming and yeah. then and then uh <clears throat> five five and then two three equals five that will be the day that guardians three comes out as we learned yesterday yeah oh. Well, I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy holiday Valid. special because I figured, Carl, you'd be talking about it. So I already I saw I had... it. Yeah, it's it, it's unlike our friend Max Foise. I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. We bring up Max too. again because we bring up Max again of all the things that Max hates, one of which includes joy. So yeah. he he hates Guardians of the Galaxy. He's never he's never gotten into it. And so I said, you're never going to watch the holiday special. Are you? And he's like, Nope, but it was cute. Oh, that song cute. that the old 97 thing is hilarious. Mm -hmm. And and yes. also the fact that, you know, uh, it's really star Lord and well, Gamora is not in it at all, but star Lord and uh, rocket and Groot and uh, Nebula aren't, barely in it it's really drax and mantis the whole mm -hmm. time and mantis is really good she's really oh, really like her yeah she loses the money and she's drinking shots and it's pretty funny searching for kevin bacon mm -hmm. where can we find kevin bacon and i know where you can find kevin bacon. yes anyway that is pretty <laughs> give me all your money <laughs> yeah yeah that was fun. So it is really clever and charming. And I just like the humor in those. But getting back to serious inspirational things, then I watched The Inspection. Oh. Which is magnetic and intense and powerful. It is Jeremy Pope, who's going to be another breakout star. 
he this is based on a true story by writer director elegance bratton who was just at the st louis international film festival with his movie and it is his story he was a young gay black man and he entered the marines during and this was before the don't ask don't tell so he spoiler alert he served in the marines 2005 to 2010 but when people found out he was gay, they made his life a living hell. Hmm. And it is all about what he had to overcome to survive. And he found his inner strength and he did have some allies and he learned a, a sense of belonging. And he also learned, um, he, you know, people helped him. So is Gabriel his- union better than this than she was in strange world. Even oh. though Gabrielle Union's character is the best character in Strange World, and I wanted more of her story, but go ahead. Well, well, they're giving her some awards attention because she is cold as she is cold as ice. Mother who rejects her son. He plays his mom. Gay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm old. She's a young mom. She's a young mom. She had because <clears> she tells the whole story about when she had him. As a young oh my gosh, teenager. Gabrielle Union's fifty years old. I was I, gonna say she's she's older than me. She's, but yeah, wow. But no, he, she's breathtaking. Yeah, she's just totally not on board. With I this. just don't. I don't think of her. I always think of her as a young. She's all that. Gabrielle right. Union. But this shows she can handle more complex roles. Mm-hmm. She can handle uh, challenging roles. Uh, mm-hmm. She's tough as nails. She's only in like three or four scenes. So it's not a lot of work if they're going to be award, you know, given nominations. It's it's not that big of a part, but she's very chilling and and good in it. And uh, yeah, it's it's a tough movie to watch, but it's it's for a first time feature. It's really good. And uh, what what uh, Bokeem Woodbine plays the drill sergeant the commanding officer who's just like every single drill sergeant in every military movie that you've <laughs> ever seen but he's still good but jeremy pope uh, he might be one of my five for the oh, wow for the best act for you know but i still got a ways to go yet with the carl and i have to see like 25 movies in 10 days wow so jerry pope was nominated twice in one year for a tony he was. He was nominated for the Emmy. I didn't know about the Tony. He was nominated for an Emmy for two, cap- two categories for separate per- performances in the same year uh, in Choir Boy and then in Ain't Too Proud. Oh, wow. Oh, that's where I've heard his name because I was like, what else has he done? And I looked that he's only been in a few things. So no wonder he is so good in the inspection. And um, then I saw which is on Netflix called The Swimmers. This is an incredible story of these two Syrian refugees who are sisters who were professional swimmers, but the family figured they should leave Syria during the civil war for their safety. Good idea. Heroin. They go to Greece on this dinghy that is leaky and unsafe and they're with too many people so they jump out and swim like the mediterranean or the gnc whichever sea it is these women are swimming 
and, and they help save people. And then it shows how they get taken advantage of by smugglers, how they had a like try not to the border guards and how they had to walk and walk and walk. And they finally get to Berlin because Angela Merkel gave them safe harbor and uh, they're in these cramped quarters and they go to this place that's got a pool and their coach and they go, hey, we want to swim. And he's like, I don't think this is going to happen. But then the girl goes, okay, time me. And she gets in and she does her thing. I think she was butter was she i don't know what what she was but anyway the actresses are played by two real life sisters it's directed by a woman i'm always plus with that but it's true it's a little too long it's a little heavy-handed but it's on netflix so you can hit pause what they have to go through incredible some of it's in english most of it's subtitled but it's one of the most fascinating true stories that you probably never heard of or just know a little bit about it. But it Unless just you've shows... watched the Olympics before. Well, she's in the 2016 and the 2020, but I watch this. I never heard of her, but maybe. Not. But they but love they... telling stories like that on the Olympics. I know. That's why I thought, well, how, how come I don't know this? But she didn't get to swim for Syria. She got to swim. They made a new rule for the Olympics that she they made a team of refugees. Yes. I remember so that's that. how she got to compete. And then, and then, you know how they wrap up with the real details and everything. Her sister right now is in danger because she decided instead of becoming a swimmer, she was going to devote her life's work to helping other refugees. And she's been arrested and charged and Amnesty International is trying to get her out. But if she doesn't, she could face up to 20 years in prison. And they're saying that she was smuggling people. And she's denying it. And uh, so Amnesty International is working on her case. But it's a real case and it's still going on. But there's this one scene where they land on the beach in Greece and they've survived and they all bond, you know, these people, they all work together instead of working apart. But then they get taken advantage of by all these horrible people. But they show this shot of all these life jackets littering the beach. And then they pull wide. And it's just hundreds and hundreds of life jackets just showing what people do for freedom and for better lives. And it's just, it's just such a good story. I really was taken with it. And so, yes, it's on Netflix. It's two hours and 18 minutes, but it's worth it. And I did see Strange World and I wouldn't recommend it, but not because it's woke. I just think it's a boring story. Okay. Because I'm know. fine with woke. Nobody, nobody likes, nobody likes Strange World, and it's probably not necessarily Bob Chappick's fault. Lisa and Christina, thank you for being with us again. Yes, thank you so much you. for Christine. having us. Yeah, well, sure, you'll have to come us. back. You'll have to come back. Lynn, where can we find you in the socials and the radios and the things? All right, I am on all the socials. I'm not really uh, adept at Instagram. I got to get my thing synced up. Somebody needs to show mm-hmm. me how to do all that. It's called a and link then, tree, but okay, go ahead. Well, I can't. I looked up the I looked up the thing. You gotta teach me, not I can't read it. You gotta show <laughs> no, me. No, no, yeah, no. Go ahead. So um I am on KTRS every Thursday night with Ray Hartman after the 10 p.m. news. Miller Furniture presents Lynn Benhouse goes to the movies. And mm. then I am in Webster Kirkwood Times 
And I have an article coming out on next week about the uh, Christmas Carol choreographer, Kervin Duthit Boyd at the Rep, who is the artistic director of the Big Muddy. And he teaches yeah. at Coca and he is incredible. Amazing. Um, um, yeah, he is. Amazing. And I interviewed him. And so that's going to be in the Webster cool. Kirkwood Times next week. And I'm in the Belleville News Democrat. What else am I in? I don't know. I would do a bunch of You're stuff. You're in trouble. Oh, Pop Life St. Louis, St. Louis Magazine. I'm going to do a story about a cat cafe. Mauhaus? No, it's new and it's called Cat Zen Cafe. It's new in uh, St. Charles. Oh. And they've been so busy with the cats. The Mauhaus is in uh, Maplewood. Mauhaus is yeah. in Maplewood. I got to make reservations. I'm yeah. always on for a cat cafe. Well, they are so busy because they opened last Friday, day after Thanksgiving. They're so busy with cat adoptions that they haven't, uh, we have been missing. Mm. Nice. So read that in St. Louis Magazine soon. You you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Carl the Intern. I'm on the radio seven days a week on 97.1 and KMOX all the time everywhere. And I'll <laughs> see you at the next hockey game next Thursday. And there you go, everybody. Bye. You all have a safe Bye. and happy and festive weekend. And Thank we you. You too. Happy birthday, Tim. <laughs>